Welcome to episode 195 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, just five episodes away from number 200. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing the roundtable of the hit musical Hamilton with former guests Adam Waldron, Luke Thompson, Anna Striano, Jake Hall, and Joey Trincali. We're talking about how we were introduced to Hamilton, seeing it live. All of us were fortunate enough to see it live before we did this podcast. Some of our favorite characters, songs, and what we would do if Hamilton were made into a movie. And also stick around for the end of the show when we'll be unveiling the official premiere of the new Unicorn Wrangler single, Attractive Apparel, from their upcoming album, and you'll get some more information about that at the end of the show. But for now, here is the Hamilton Roundtable. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by Providence and Scholar <laughs> to be a hero and a scholar? The $10 founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a self-starter by being a lot smarter by 14. They placed him in charge of a trading charter. Then every day while slaves were being slaughtered and carted away across the waves, he struggled and kept his guard up. Inside, he was longing for something to be a part of it. The brother was ready to beg, steal, barter, or borrow. Then a hurricane came and devastation reigned. I'm sorry, Derek. We're almost there, guys. Yeah, keep going. Having podcasts. Adam, can we? But just you wait. Just you wait. Can we rewrite like the James Corden part? But can we do it to where it's all about Derek and that's the intro, that's the intro to, to the, the podcast? Oh, Derek Diamond. <laughs> Derek Diamond EXP. The podcast <laughs> Derek, Derek Diamond EXP. And there's, there's a million, million things he hasn't potted about. about. <laughs> <But> <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. Right. When he was 10, his father. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like, that doesn't fit. When he was 10, he watched Star Wars for the first time. Uh, <laughs> he loved it so much that he began to rhyme. Go. All right, well. <clears throat> so welcome to the Hamilton Roundtable. Uh, as you can tell by that wonderful uh, rendition of Alexander Hamilton, we'll be talking about the uh, really cool musical that I think most of us here were, at least on this side of the table, were recently introduced to. So joining me on today's roundtable, I think this is your officially 27th appearance. I thought this was 28. No, earlier well, was well, 28. No, the, well, no, earlier is 28 because the Unicorn Wrangler one airs next week. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I just confused. <laughs> Tune in it's, next week to hear the not, Unicorn Wranglers on not, the Derek Diamond experience. It's non-linear. <laughs> I was say, this is like memento. You're, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, we have to start like tattooing it to my arm. And we already did a Christopher Nolan. So yeah. Nice. yeah. So anyway, for the 27th time, Mr. Adam Waldron, how are Yay, you, sir? Just padding those stats before 200. <laughs> We gotta have you on one more so that can be your my thirtieth. Yeah. My thirtieth. I was thinking about that actually. Yeah. I was like, that'd be fun. I could claim I'd be part of like fifteen percent of the Derek Diamond experiences. Sitting to his left, making his first official appearance. The other time was when I forced him to join me for my Star Wars uh, live episode. Mr. Jake Hall, how are you, sir? Jake Hall, good, how are you? You get your you get your first Derek Diamond experience pin. Oh, thank you very yeah. much, Adam. Thank you. There's a pack right of saltines there. and a cup of tap water waiting at the door for you when you Absolutely, leave. that's what I want. Sitting across from me is Mr. Lucas Thompson. How are you? I think this is your third, maybe fourth time on the uh, show. I don't know, Derek. We did like a football episode and then another football episode, and I don't know. Just happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> I'm very happy to be back, Derek. Yeah. Better. Sitting to his left, I think this is your officially fourth time. Wow, sure. she's been on more than I have. Yep. I think so. In, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm including when you hijacked the show for the Star Wars. Obviously. Yeah. Why wouldn't you count that? I don't that? remember the Star Wars. Was I a part of it? No, it was no, the, the one, the the one live at the stadium. Miss Anna Striano, welcome back. Hi. Glad to be here. <laughs> and so sitting, violent. 
And sitting to her Ow. left is Bert the wordsmith himself, Mr. Joey Trincali. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, musical theater <laughs> is my one true love. It's the prodigy of Virginia Tech. <laughs> Joey Trincali <laughs> drops the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> This is a train wreck, people. Mr. Joey Train <laughs> Cat. I can go, I can go anyway. all night, my friend. <laughs> I got them all up here. You spit. I'll sit. We'll see yeah, where we stand. Driving, so I got you. <laughs> <laughs> God. He get nailed to the wall. Darius <laughs> podcast. This is ridiculous. So I figured we'd start uh, by asking everybody, how were you introduced to Hamilton? I think... Most everyone on the left to my left will probably have the same answer, but we'll we'll start with Adam. Well, I was introduced to Hamilton, and I took a very and I will say this: I took a very snarky approach to it when <laughs> Lucas came back from his New York trip, and like you know, all he was talking about was all the Broadway plays he went and saw. And I'm not a big musical fan. Like he's I, really not. I, folks. I'm really not. Like I I enjoy going to them and experiencing them. Like, that's what I enjoy about Broadway. Um, so, obviously, being in the Gulf Coast, it's a little tough to get up there and experience these plays. Um, so, I'm not one that's going to throw on the tracks and just listen to them. Uh, so, Luke came back. Um, I remember we were working late at the stadium. Uh, I don't really remember what for, but I remember it was nighttime. And Luke was like, oh, oh i got to play you this song. And it was the, the You'll Be Back. I think it might have been Media Day. It might have been. Media I day. think it might have been because I went up in March. Yeah, so that yeah, would have been. It was yeah. probably media day, and um, yeah, you came back and you you played. You'll be back, and I remember you got up and like went out of the room or something, and it just like kept playing. And I remember I heard Yorktown, um, I heard uh, My Shot, and, and I was like, oh wow, this is actually kind of good, you know? Because like <laughs> at first I was just like, okay, because those so the King George ones are kind of Broadway. -y. And then we actually got like I actually got into some Hamilton ones, and I remember I made the conscious decision of being like, well, you know what? I'm driving into work today. Let me just put it on, and and I started, and it like took me like five trips, but I finally got through the whole thing, and I was like, and he was hooked. I was hooked. I was Hamilton hooked from that moment on. So, Luke Thompson with the credit. Jake, my story's kind of the same. It's <laughs> Luke Thompson's fault when Lin he came Mel, back from Lin Manuel Miranda. If you're listening, I'd really like some commission fees. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but now I didn't get in, hooked into it as fast as Adam did. I think what really started me was um, Adam and Luke singing, um, oh, Never Gonna Be President <laughs> from the Reynolds pamphlet. So I'm like, Luke, what is that song you'll keep singing? They're like, oh, it's from Hamilton. Next thing you know, I downloaded the Hamilton soundtrack on my phone, and every time I started driving, I started playing it, and... And sending me Snapchats. And sending, and sending you Snapchats of me listening to it, driving down the interstate, singing it, and that's how I got into it. Thanks, Luke. Anytime, buddy, anytime. Uh, I got into it, my best friend from high school, uh, we were planning a trip to New York, and uh, she was a big Hamilton fan. And I never really understood, like, the sensation, I guess, behind it of, like, why people loved it so much. because yeah, I mean, like, what? It was sold out for... Right, and it's it still is, sold it out. Still yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yes. it's still a humongous show. And it's it was one of those things where she was like, oh, you got to listen to this. Yeah, and I was like, I, li I remember listening to the first one, and I'm not a big, like, rap, rap hip-hop person. And I was like, this just, I don't get it. Like, you know, I, I don't understand it. But then I really liked the King George uh, songs. And then loyalist, I. And then I uh, can't be friends anymore, Luke. Sorry. And then uh, I remember we went to New York, and that was one of the plays that I was like, you know, we got to go see whatever. We went to see it, and I remember leaving it, and I was just like, that was amazing. But I also remember sitting there going like, I should have listened to the whole soundtrack before I went and saw it because there's a lot of things where there's so much happening on stage and. I mean, I guess we'll get to that later, but yeah. So, anyways, I that's how I got introduced, and now I'm hooked. Beautiful. Thank you. Unlike yeah. everybody across from me, I don't have to thank Luke Thompson. Um, back in, I want to say like the end of 2015 or beginning of 2016, like right when it was really gaining traction and getting really popular, I dropped my niece off at soccer practice, and my sister had to take my car somewhere. So I got in the front in the car with one of the other soccer moms, and she was listening to it, and I was like, what? What is this? What are we listening to? She's like, oh, you haven't heard of Hamilton? And then just started it over and 
the soccer practice took just about the length of the entire soundtrack. Oh my god, that's a long practice. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds and great. it was like two hours and thirty eight minutes. <laughs> it was pretty cold out too. So while they were all running and freezing to death, we were jamming out pretty hard to Hamilton in the car. Nice. So uh, Susan, wherever you are, thanks. <laughs> Thank Shout you, out Susan. to Susan if you're listening. Shouts. Um, I I am a pretty big musical theater buff, so I'm kind of up on these sorts of things. So I, tune in I, next week for the Unicorn Wranglers <laughs> podcast. So I I had heard about it kind of through I had heard about it and I heard about. It I knew Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I liked In the Heights. I had never seen it yet, now seen it, which is great. Um, but I knew the music from that, and so I was kind of like excited and knowing about it. And then my dad was like, "Listen, it's it's going to be really good." He's like, "They're already saying it's going to win every Tony Award," and it hadn't even been it hadn't even come to Broadway yet. It was on Off Broadway, like the pre getting to yeah. be on Broadway start to it. So they. Everyone, you know, when you hear that, you don't hear that very often for a musical that things are, that's just, it's that culturally significant. Yeah. Um, and so I remember I, I downloaded a few songs um, and I was working in for Radford Wins Basketball at the time. So this is after I left working with the Wahoos for a little bit. And uh, I got the soundtrack for Christmas and I have, a, it's like a three and a half, four hour long drive back after Christmas. So I'd already listened to like, four or five songs uh, again kind of like luke like to my ear um i like some of the more hip-hop songs but i also really like the king george i like the room where it happened like more kind of traditional like theater songs or what i liked at first and then i remember listening to the whole soundtrack on the way home in the car driving by myself and i'm not ashamed to say this and i'm not just saying it just to say it but mm -hmm. i i really i cried i literally had tears oh, in my God. eyes on the first <laughs> on the first listen through it, it was incredible i mean one the story is just so amazing and you're listening to a little philip get got and it's just like jeez uh, this is like yeah, legitimately emotional <laughs> and i and from that point on it was kind of like all right when am i gonna see this how can i see this the orphanage yeah, yeah. and and how about. do you how and i just said if this is how emotionally moving it is for me listening to it i can't believe what it's gonna be like when i finally get to see it which we'll get to that mm -hmm. here in a little bit um <clears throat> mine's similar to everyone to my left uh you know luke went to New York to see it, and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta listen to the soundtrack." Because I, my experience of watching musicals was a little limited. I remember watching Grease uh, when I was younger, and then watching Rent uh, when it came out on DVD. I was, I think, a sophomore in college when it came out. It's a very good movie. You, out. You yeah, I'm telling you guys, I'm, I like Wicked and I like Hamilton. Don't worry, that's out. about it. Never seen it either. So Rent's very good. You should it's check great. It out. So anyway, I'll you know, have to go see it. <laughs> I don't think it's on Broadway anymore. Oh, They're then, doing an anniversary tour Broadway. right now. Then we're just <laughs> anyway, swinging. Sorry, <laughs> so, you know, Luke goes to New York and he tells me I got to check out the soundtrack. And I'm like, what is this about? Is it about like Alexander Hamilton? He explained the whole story to me. And I remember the first time I listened to it, I was going for a run after work. And he specifically mentioned the song My Shot. So I start my run, I play the song, and I'm listening to it, and I was like, this has actually got a really good beat. Like, you're actually kind of running to the beat, and I'm sure that people who are also running down Palafox were looking at me like I was weird, because I was kind of <laughs> bobbing to the music a little bit. And, and, since, <laughs> and since then, you know, it's, it's been, uh, I, I really like most of the songs. There's very few that I don't like, which is, I, I told Luke this, and I felt like he was a little ashamed of me. I hadn't really heard the full musical until i saw it live well and I, i'm like i said i'm similar to you in that fashion of i was told about it and i was like you gotta listen to the whole thing mm -hmm. and i remember like getting through the first couple and i was like i can't do like i can't listen anymore because it, it it's two hours and like 38 <laughs> well, minutes or I whatever the first of time soundtrack and it was ridiculous and i was like yeah the first time i got through it all the way through is when we went that one time to go play golf over in Biloxi, yeah, because it was like the perfect amount of yeah. time right. from here to there, and it was like the first time like I, I listened to it in one sitting. Well, right. yeah. I always listen to it in like th four songs at a time, and I have the songs that I skip now still. Yeah. But which one? Uh, D 
dear Theodosia. Yeah, that, that's wow. one every that, time. You know, I can skip. But, yeah, I skip the dear Theodosia. Oh, wow. Gosh. You guys um, are disgusting. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I mean. <laughs> Helpless. Oh, I can take it or leave it. No, you're wrong. Keep going, Luke. <laughs> Continue. I, know, I lost my train of thought now. Sorry. I, I had heard before going to see it, and this is way after I listened to the cast recording a bunch of times, but I, I think it would be, it's a really good idea, if you haven't seen it yet, to listen to it multiple times before oh, you go. for because sure. Because mm-hmm. the intricacies of the rhyming and the rap, and like Luke was saying, the amount of sheer stuff <laughs> that's going on on stage you cannot possibly take it in if you're trying to also contemplate what is being said for the first time. I just right. don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. Well, that's <laughs> uh, guns and ships is like six words a second. Yeah, yeah. Some parts, yeah. You know? Well, and I, I will say, like, a, Hamilton was the first show I saw on Broadway, and then the next night I went to go see Wicked, and Wicked is on such a in such a huge the Gershwin Theater. Yeah, it's I big. mean, it's mm-hmm. humongous, and there's so much that you can already see just on the outskirts of the stage, and then you watch in the play, and it's like. They're bringing out props and props coming in and out and whatever to where when I saw Hamilton, I remember getting there and I was like, this is it. Like, it's like a wooden steps and like a floor with a turntable on it. Like, I don't. And then when they started, dan- I mean, it's just there's so much going on, so much lyric wise and musically that it's 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 breathtaking. You know, I mean, it's one of those that it's it's the new it's the mix of the new age music with Broadway and it's just, it's a, I mean, it's a hit. How about the fact that how many times have we touched a $10 bill and known mm-hmm. that it's Alexander Hamilton on the thing, but mm-hmm. really know nothing. Like, right. Like yeah. I was a history major in, in college and I knew, I knew he started the first U.S. bank and that was it. And now granted mm-hmm. that they do take some liberties and obviously it's not to be taken as complete fact, but that most of the events in there are, are, are historically accurate, or at least in the mm-hmm. ballpark. You know, is it's it is a very interesting thing to find a story like that at, at just such a weird time too. You don't right. see very much. You never really see much American Revolution. You know. Well, again, one of the more famous shows that there are about that time period is 1776, which is a if you haven't yeah. seen it, it's a very good show, but. It does go along the the stuffy, you know, yeah. Mr. Adams, dear Mr. Adams. And it's like very what yeah. you would think that would be. 15 white dudes in a room, you know, arguing about <laughs> what, you know, whether or not we should try to, you know, revolutionize and go against the British. And then to to bring that story. I, I, I remember listening to something where Lin-Manuel Miranda was talking about it and saying that. He was like, how can you not see this as like the classic rap story, mm-hmm. like the guy coming up from nothing and writing his way out of poverty? And, all. Yeah. and he was like, it, it's like every rapper story. Like it, he again, that just shows his genius that, of course, he, yeah. see, he sees I'm that and he's like, oh, of course. And everyone else in the world is like, what the? <laughs> there's no way. So I guess we can transition into because we've all seen it live, which I think is really cool. We'll go around the table because you know, we'd all listen to it after seeing it. What, what were your thoughts on it? Cause you know, the, of the whole, not just the music, but the choreography, the presentation, everything. What we'll, we'll start with Waldron. Well, that, that was, that was the big thing is actually taking what, what you listened. Um, and then, then putting the visualization to it. I, I'm actually going to compare it to something uh, a little bit. Um, so, a little off topic. I got to uh, I got to see Ghostbusters in the theater um, the last time it, in the movie theater. The last mm-hmm. time yeah. it had its thirty mm-hmm. year anniversary, and I remember people laughed at parts I never laughed at, and it, it like changed how I watched the movie. And that that was that same experience. Mm-hmm. The they did things, and there was reaction to parts that I was like, oh, like like I would have never, you know, by just listening to the music, I would have never found that part to be that funny and, and everything. And really, I, I think how the, because like Luke, I've seen wicked and wicked is very, you know, it's like, Broadway. Well, it is straight is up Broadway. Broadway. Wicked like, is when I look Broadway. at wicked, I think that's my, what I think of uh, Broadway. And then to see it kind of like this, like real earthy kind of, you know, you know, it's you not know. pizzazz necessarily. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, but it's, it's that new age. Yeah. That new... It, it, it was, it was really cool. And I thought how they, 
how how they were able to uh, do the, the the spinning stage and everything really added to widened out you know the the set and everything so i i was i was just i couldn't stop watching like i was ready to go again you know Love when i got to the end of it away. yeah <laughs> like it was cool like just king george is awesome <laughs> him popping up in the Reynolds pamphlet <laughs> jake so i mean kind of going on what adam said when you listen to it you just you get like a mental image and then you just start thinking about it over and over again you're like i i don't know how i feel about this but then when you see it and you see how the actors interact and like with the turntable on the stage that, that was neat because like during the um the cabinet battles when they're like literally rapping and you, you're just kind of like Okay, now I wouldn't have seen this like this, but then mm-hmm. after you see it, you're just like, wow, it's impressive. <laughs> well, and to go on that point, like at the very beginning, like Aaron Burr, like I always thought, like in my mind, I always pictured, oh, Hamilton walked into the bar and there Burr was sitting and mm-hmm. drinking. And then seeing it, I was like, oh, no shit, they're walking down the street. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, going on All like- right. This now makes more sense. You know? It's just <laughs> yeah. like little things like that that you don't pick up. Because then you see up. why Burr was kind of like concerned. Yeah. Like, whoa, get away from me, dude. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? And then you realize, oh, they were just walking down the street. And then he's like, pardon me. Are you wearing Burr, sir? And just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's little <laughs> things like that. Oh, um, we're going around the table. I, well, I didn't know if Jake was done yet or not. Um, now, I thought my my initial takeaway leaving the theater the first time I saw it was that was fantastic. I want to see it again. But also at the same time, I had like this overwhelm sensation because like you are, you walk out and you just sat through three hour show and it's like comparing it back to Wicked or uh, I even saw Waitress was there... There's musical songs in there, but then there's also acting and there's conversation and whatever. This is just straight music. You know, there is very little just talking. And if there is just talking, there's still something going on somewhere else. Yeah, or instrumentation so, underneath right, yeah. of it. Yeah. So that, that was the thing that was shocking for me was the fact that it is all music. It's music the whole time, the whole way through. And then just the the ensemble cast behind them all and being able to know where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed <laughs> to be there and the lyrics that you're supposed to sing and it's just I mean that's the crazy part was was seeing all that but uh, you know and then I know you guys asked me uh, Adam Derek and uh, Jake was what was the difference between New York and what you saw in Atlanta and you know the the only difference was the cast you know I mean for for a show to fit, they brought their own personality to eat their character, but it was the same show, same choreography, and you know I'd go back and see it a third time because it was just so amazing and so so fantastic. Yeah, I think my favorite part of it was just the choreography and the dancing, and just how much those actors were able to use their bodies to tell the story and just become part of the props and using themselves to move the props in a way that really made sense with the story and then also kind of you know watching it all play out like I never really got satisfied until I watched it and then I was like oh okay we're looking back because you know you listen to those two back to back and I'm like wait didn't we just kind of go what's happening and then you watch it all and they're you know going back through time and it's her perspective and I was just like huh I think it helped the stage went yes (laughs) and it all rotated backwards I left the New York one and I looked at my friend Anna and I was like, I have no clue what happened during Satisfied. Like, what was that? <laughs> like, I'm very lost. And then when I saw it the second uh, time in Atlanta, I was like, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, I get mm-hmm, it. Okay, we're going backwards we in are. time. <laughs> Joey, uh, yeah, I, I, you guys have kind of <laughs> touched on a lot of the things I would definitely say. Um, I think that the the turnstile in the middle of it, in terms of just the choreography aspect of it and what it brings, it's so impressively done and that's something that when you see it for the first time you get to sense that because you do get this feeling like Hamilton is constantly like searching for something reaching for something moving towards something so it would just make sense that you'd have this turnstile that keeps things moving all the time in the interesting middle of way it. to mm-hmm. think of it and yeah. it's just and to me that's just 
really brilliant and that was cool to see satisfied was cool to see because i'd always i i knew a little you know again i'd listened to it a million times before i went to see it but i was i always wanted to see like how that was done um and i think it was just interesting for me too to again for someone that's probably listened to it hundreds and hundreds of times um before going to see it I thought it was interesting just to see different perspectives on the characters in different mm-hmm. ways. And kind of like what Adam was saying earlier where I laughed at stuff that Burr said that I had never thought was funny when I listened to the cast recording. And the way that mm-hmm. the Aaron Burr played it when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. Like that, yeah. we were all mm-hmm. like chuckling about it. And you don't, you don't necessarily realize that if you're not sitting in there, you're not getting that reaction to it. Um, and I agree with Luke too that you leave very, you just leave overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed mm-hmm. when I sat down in my seat like 30 minutes beforehand, and I <laughs> remained overwhelmed for for all of it. I would say. I think for me, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Just kind of putting a visual with the music, but also really the production of it itself like in certain songs when you'd hear the cast go boom and the lights would shine really bright for a quick second because i i'm i've always been a huge fan of matching music and timing of beats and actions and things like that so i thought production wise it was really good and it was actually my first you know type of show like seeing a stage show like that ever so I, I was I was blown oh, away man, by it's the production. Gonna, it's, of it. it's really gonna go downhill. I'm just yeah. gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, you really should have saw something. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked was pretty awesome. Uh, really, Wicked was Wicked good. Is good. Too. Yes. Wicked. I'm waiting for good. Derek to go to his first like community theater event, and he's yeah, like, he's, mm, "This is not this great." Wasn't <laughs> yeah, see, Derek, hey, I'm, I'm with you on that. We that was my first show. Oh yeah, that's right. different we, though. That's an experience. <laughs> I'm just yeah. imagining him going to like Fiddler on the Roof at like a, at like a high school production and being like, "Boo! Where's, where's the, the turntable? Where's the spinny thing? Where's the turntable in the bright lights? Start rapping! <laughs> Why do you guys not have Washington on your side? <laughs> Were you in the room where it happened? <laughs> I geeked out a little bit when I heard that song. Like as soon as the trumpet happened, I'm just like, "That's Derek's song." I that love that song. Is Derek's song. Well, and that's actually my next question: favorite Hamilton song. Oh, how dare you! Oh even boy, ask yeah. me to choose between like my favorite forty children. Because I rotate yeah. through like a good. Can I stable give you like my three stars? Can we do the three stars of Hamilton? Sure, the Hamilton three stars. Oh, I see what you've done there. Yeah, see what I did Good there. job, Adam. Nice. Uh, the viewers can't see which, oh. or the listeners uh, can't see. Do you have a which, yeah. pointing at the playbill? <laughs> the playbill. With the, with the classic star on it. Um, okay, so my favorite Hamilton song will forever be Yorktown. I think it's it is just a... Mm-hmm. I think it's got a little bit of each like aspect, especially like the first act wrapped into it. Even though the act doesn't end on it, uh, I think we still have mm-hmm. two more yeah, songs after uh, that. King Non-stop. George, no, Theodosia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, even though... Like, that's just the emotion that's put into that because it's almost like everything before that was leading up to that moment. And, um, you know, just to see all the emotion that, that the actors put into it, um, as well as e- seeing each character get their, their little moment, too. That that will forever be my, my favorite one. Um, my, my two uh, sub-choices... Um, I really love Wait For It. I know a, a lot one. of people don't. That's actually that's one of, that's that's my, one favorite. Of my favorites. I, I think... Yeah, that's great. I, I think that one mm-hmm. for... I think that really, like, really flushes out Aaron Burr a little bit, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it, that that was... That's what you needed to kind of understand him. Because I think Hamilton, I think, is, is so much more a story of Hamilton, but also Burr as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's... He's really, it's his story as well, going going through it and how they kind of intermingle. Um, and then uh, probably my my third one would be, God, just any King George. Yeah, just, any, just throw just in your obligatory King George. Guns and Ships. I'm just saying. Guns uh, and King ships. George yes. got kicked off the side. King George <laughs> got kicked off for Guns and Ships and sold the balance ships. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank I'm you. Surprised for that. that wasn't at your top, but okay. No, no, Yorktown will still beat it, and with Wait for It and Guns and Ships, I'm a very big first act guy. No, those are great mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. All right, Jake. Well, you see, you know, some of y'all know 
to the viewer, the listeners that don't really know, but I'm a very patriotic person. Uh, Jake, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you love America? We're gonna go with a solid seventeen seventy six. <laughs> Copy, gotcha. Thank well, you. Well, so I mean, pretty much any song that involved George Washington, really, I liked it the best, mainly because you know, here comes the general. It's right George Washington. Good. So my top song would have to be Right Hand Man, just because I mean, it's George Washington and. He's essentially asking for help, which, you know, everybody sees George as this, like, this really big man. Like, you wouldn't expect for, for him to need, like, assistance. But then he comes to Hamilton and asks him to be his right-hand man. And you're just kind of like... And that's um, where Jake cried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't cry at that point. I'll talk about when I cried later. <laughs> but I also like the first day alive. And they're going through the battle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, mm-hmm. you just start off with "Stay Alive." That was <laughs> really cool. That was really cool because during the the actual performance, the the bullets flying. Yeah, you yeah. The, because you always hear the gun start like yeah. You hear, you, you hear the gun, but you never while he's sitting there writing. It goes like right over. I thought that was mm-hmm. a cool part. And my last one. I mean, I wouldn't say this is my like. You know, we're saying top three. I wouldn't say this is my least favorite of the three, but like. What I'd miss is that's right up there in that top because, you know. What did I miss? I just love the way how they sing it coming in. It's just, it's great. Luke? Uh, Yeah, so I've got more than. really, guys? You have to look? I've got more than. I don't know the song (laughs) titles. Sing them. Then sing them. I can sing the songs, but knowing the titles is tough. I'll list these out. There's there's a couple more than three. Um, Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, My Shot. We can skip this You'll be back through the whole list. <laughs> You'll be back is a great one. Right hand man. Um, I don't know if you And then I can the skip the rest of them. Um, oh, game. meet me inside. That's a good one. Meet me inside. It's, yeah. it's got like that. Yeah. Don't call me son. Uh, Guns and ships. You gotta pick one. your favorite, Lucas. Yeah, you're just yeah, listing songs. Nonstop. Thank non-stop. you. I would say nonstop would be your favorite. I, I can see Gentlemen that. Gentlemen of the jury, I'm curious. Yeah, because yes. you know that. You say that every day. Word for Are word. you aware that we're making history? Oh, Anna? boy. This oh. is the first murder trial of our brand new nation. Just take it away. Just the liberty away. behind so deliberation. I'm unplugging your mic. <laughs> Diamond, don't do that to the people. <laughs> no! No! Press F8. No! no! Oh, boy. Anna. So mine, kind of, they just depend on my mood. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Wait For It. Again, I just think it's a really pe- beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy. Um, I jammed out really hard yesterday to My Shot. I think that's definitely probably my favorite. I feel like that's my always shot. a great jam. It's song, always yeah. a good one. It's always a good choice. And then both of the cabinet battles. Cabinet battles are great. I mean, they're you can't great. Beat the cabinet battles. They're just fun. They're like were done with actual I was microphones. Say, yeah. Best yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like they actually like have the a... mic in their hand. That's yeah. the yeah. best. Joey. I really, this is like asking me to choose a, a favorite child. And it's cruel. It's Good unusual. thing Joey doesn't have any children. Um, so I, the one thing I would say, wait for it is one of the first ones that I think I like really loved. Um, which is so crazy that anyone said they didn't like it since it's it's maybe the best song. Just like it's the best <laughs> song put together. Um, and I'm a big uh, One Last Time fan. Mm. Um, oh, I'm surprised. Oh, surprised man. That old, I get really sad. Jake didn't say something about that. Um, I just want to f- sit under my own fig tree. <laughs> I just that one is also really impressive because there's literal actual words from his mm-hmm. like final address that yeah. that Hamilton is saying over it and it, that it's just so it's just so well done and put together. Um, and then I I have I do have a really tough time choosing other one. I I can't. What I don't know from the first act. I I know it's my shot or nonstop are both up there. I also love. I also love Satisfied. Satisfied, I think, is satisfied. Yeah. Joey's with me. I can't pick a song. You can't, I can't. You can't. I can't. It's hard to pick one just song. one song. It's hard. I if agree. I can yeah. pick like one per character, I might be able to do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just, I think it's kind of incredible. Like we've been talking about our favorite songs is that, and like Luke said, this is, this is double, triple the amount of music than it is in like a traditional musical. 
Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> the first 15 songs of the first act are pretty much better than like any other song in any other show. And that's, you could take like literally any of them. And it's just, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll put these in order. Three kind of flips between nonstop and satisfied. Though I will say it might be nice has been growing on me ever it since. It might be nice. Ever since it I saw it live. Nice. Two would be my shot. And one is the room where it happens. Which a, a funny story about the room where it happens. Those who know me know that I can be a bit of a troll sometimes. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, Derek, stop it. That's you not why we're having yeah. a roast of the Derek Diamond or anything. You would never, <laughs> would you? Hey, that was your idea, by the way. Yeah, I'm saying. So, our groundskeeper at work, Dustin, because I know he'll be listening, so hello, Dustin. He is not the biggest Hamilton fan, so I decided to put The Room Where It Happens in our sound computer. And as they work on the field after the game, sometimes I will play that or our Hamilton firework track. Best part. I've got two two quick stories. There's the one where we play the song, and then I just get this radio call. Dustin to Derek, and it's just long pause. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the other, this was the night that Adam, you and Luke were doing your show in Tallahassee. Hmm. I played the song again because I noticed Dustin's, you know, just off by himself, you know, working on the pitcher's mound. So he, he's got his rake and I play the song and he just stops and just slowly looks up at the press box. And I'm just like. It, it was honestly great because we still had the windows open so we could like, it yeah, was the right line of sight. So he'd just like, you could see the death glare coming from the first place. But it's okay. He let bullpen. me know that I was number one in his book, so we're all good. He sure did. <laughs> well, there, there was when we were building the uh, mascot transport, and what Uncle Wes <laughs> oh, was no. in there and was like, yeah, you guys just keep playing that. What's that the song? song like, trapped in, the in a closet or something? Yeah. <laughs> R. Kelly? <laughs> R. Kelly in the sound computer? Yeah, he was like the closet where something happens. Or, no. I, think I, you, and I, I think like, you asked me about that. I was like, no, I was no, like, I, I do not have any R. Kelly in the sound computer. Oh, Wes, buddy. how about in the room where it happens? He's like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Good old Uncle Wes. They're, hey, I they're totally all about the the fourteen minute. Yeah, they'd rather have the fourteen minutes. Thirty seconds. No, thirty second each. Fourteen. The fireworks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then the one three minute song. Yes. Of that's the funniest thing. They like the variety. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's because once you start listening to the rumor it happened over and over again, you're just like, oh, wow. But then the firework track, you're like, hey, there's more to this story. You know, I think he just still hates it. I think, oh, Dustin, I know he still hates I think it. Dustin's a secret Hamilton closet listener. No. We're going to yeah. find I've been, him one I've day. been working really hard on I this. I think he is. For no. a few months now. And I when I bring it up, he... I Listen, think he's gonna punch me. I was right about Joey not being a flight risk for the Unicorn Wranglers. Listen next week, Tune Unicorn next Wranglers week podcast. For the Unicorn Wranglers podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I I think he might be a closet listener, or we're gonna get him there. Okay. That would be amazing. Though it, I wouldn't get to troll him though, so it would take that fun out of it. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, favorite Hamilton character. King George. Lafayette. Lafayette. I go with Aaron Burr. Here comes the general. <laughs> I go Burr as well. I, I became a fan of Burr after watching the live show. Like he was my favorite mm -hmm. actor of that whole thing. I, I mm -hmm. think that. I think the. It's the it's kind of the classic. This this happens a lot in musicals where the non lead gets like the meatiest part, and like Jesus Christ Superstar, like the best part is really Judas. He's he gets like all the good songs. He gets to play like a little different beats than the lead, um, and that to me is what Aaron Burr gets. Is he has such a interesting like introspective part, and part of why I like Wait for it as well is you learn so much about him, and you realize you can just put yourself in his shoes and realize the frustration that would come from not having success. Mm -hmm when you want it so much and watching someone else 
pretty much just due to their like gumption and willingness to take chances get that success that you so desperately want and you know there's just lots of great moments when you know when he's talking to Washington the first time and he says I I love how you've been shooting at the enemy from a mm-hmm. distance and George Rogers like what the? Yeah. <laughs> and you're it's just like, like oh ah. I totally get this dude's like this dude's psyche it's just I so that's he's my favorite for sure I think yeah, for sure. I think. Sorry, I'm gonna say yes. He is my favorite. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. What about uh, favorite performance from when you guys saw the live show? Oh boy. Mine would be Aaron Burr. Would be one. A close second would be Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Yes. Seeing Thomas Jefferson. Oh, Thomas Jefferson. That really like his little mannerisms were, were yeah. great. His pimp walk. Yeah. <laughs> his purples. Is, God, I love that purple suit. Um, I thought our Eliza was phenomenal. Yes. Because I, I feel like those are really big shoes to fill, and she was just amazing. Yeah, I think we agreed, because I saw mine at the Kennedy Center in D.C., uh-huh. but I think we agreed we saw the same cast. Mm-hmm. We yeah. saw the same cast. And yeah. I thought Eliza's voice was, like, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my whole yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> burn was crazy. Oh, my God. Like, I don't yeah, skip yes. Burn, but I was like... Yeah, I would, the, Burn is one that always gets skipped when I'm driving, and then she starts singing Why? a lot. You just, just turn it up saying. and you sing and you just get, you mm. cry. Yeah, it's and you're just cry. so upset. No. See, that's Hurricane in me. I'll, I'll do Hurricane. hurricane yeah. I'll skip Burn though. Eliza okay. was fantastic. Yeah. She had just yeah. like she was a great. Pure vo- like it almost reminded me if you've ever seen like uh, River Dance or Celtic Women, how they are able to have that like super pure mm-hmm. voice that doesn't mm-hmm. have like any vibrato. Her voice was so right on the note pure she had the best like singing performance i think out of the entire yeah. cast mm-hmm. luke did you answer no <laughs> do you have an answer it's luke's bedtime apparently <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's it's hard for me to choose we know he's, he's been a king george fan this whole time i know i'm a huge king george fan um i mean it's for me, it's hard to choose, and that's that's the thing is because they're all so good and they're all unique in their own ways. But I mean, if I had to pick someone that stood out the most, would have to be the multiple someones, and that's just the ensemble because they just add so much to the overall. I mean, you go back to Guns and Ships and how they're on need of to foot, need a foot, you know, walking mm-hmm. across the stage. You know, with the and it's all in sync and with the whole main cast and everything. And know? they're so on stage like the whole time, yeah. right? The whole mm-hmm. time. It's that. So that that's is the thing. Incre- yeah, well, that's it's, really impressive. Yeah, there's certain songs you don't notice them, and then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> look at them in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh wow. And that's back to that overwhelming factor of they're always there. Somebody's all. And you know, the other thing that I noticed too. Side note was a lot of the songs when it was you know somebody talking back and forth, you'd see a couple of the main characters up on the top balcony mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. overwatching what was going on, which, you know, you don't necessarily look up or you might look up and go, oh, okay, and back to the action. But it's something that I noticed both in New York and when I saw it in Atlanta, and I think it just adds to that feel of the, you know, yeah, the overall show. Why do you guys think the show is so popular? Because now that I've been kind of exposed to it, I hear more and more people that mm-hmm. have listened to it and just talk about how great it is. Well, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why. This is why I think. You know, I think what it does is it it it, is, it escapes the 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 bonds of a traditional Broadway play, mm-hmm. and it opens itself up to you know someone like me who you know I'm not really going to go listen to a lot of Broadway. Um, you know, I can I can listen to it. I think its story is extremely unique. You know, where in a way, and I think Joey, in a way, you you've kind of told me this before. Where in a way, like sometimes performances can get kind of like caught up in themselves and kind of be a little self centered. Like this was completely off the wall subject. I mean, this was the mm-hmm. colonial period. This wasn't some up and coming artist trying to make it big, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or doing that type of stuff or it was a, it was a really original story. And I think there's, if there is one truth to our country and the people who live in our country is 
we do enjoy self praise like we love mm-hmm. our story mm-hmm. you know and this was a very unique creative way of telling our story you know um, true packaged mm-hmm. in a yeah. very different way yeah. in a very different way and then the the fact that it's a multicultural cast which mm-hmm. is like you said you you expect oh wigs powdered wigs and properness yeah. and it's it's not it's it's gritty it's dirty it's the birth of a nation it's that whole kind of everything that we've ever been taught and is great about our country all wrapped up every idea wrapped up in one even down to freaking scandals and like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's the snapshot of our country in a three-hour you know time frame and i and i just it, it was amazing like i don't know how he sat down there and had those words come <laughs> to him and put them in that arrangement. And I, I just, I can't fathom that. Yeah. You know, I cannot fathom how he sat down there and for an entire year worked on what Alexander Hamilton or my shot, my shot, mm-hmm. like as a musician. Well, it's just, it is incredible. That he, like, yeah, how long one, it took like seven years and how, yeah. But mm-hmm. like you said, how one song essentially was, a driving force for him for like a year's time yeah, and, right. and everything like just maybe clicks and you just go. Yeah. So that, that's why I think that mm-hmm. it's so, I just think it really captures us. Us. I mean, I really think it's popular mainly because like it's teaching you a history lesson without you realizing it. Like mm-hmm. you go, you sit down for three hours and you learn I mean, a lot of people already know, like, the main details about the revolution, but now you're seeing it from, like, one person's perspective, and then, like, you say, you see, like, the grittiness, and you just, hard to explain, like, I mean, you're learning, but you're not doing, like, traditional learning. You're you're learning in an entertaining way. You're You're absorbing it in a way that helps you learn it, I mean, and then you also get to see the scandals, you're like... You don't learn about this in the textbooks. You wouldn't be like, oh, had no idea that Alexander Hamilton had an affair. And he wrote mm-hmm. it down right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Highlight. I see what you did there. Thank you. Um, I think it has to do with the way the music is. It's that mm-hmm. rap, hip-hop, but there's also the Broadway, the traditional Broadway tunes in there that you hear. And, and I think that's what brings about that new new culture of people so to say of you know because there are people like adam that don't you know are not big musical people that won't sit there and watch you know a a wicked or whatever and enjoy it because it is broadway by definition you know but then you all of a sudden listen to this and it's completely different it's something that we hear almost all the time on the radio it's you know top 40 type songs and it's all of a sudden now what jake's saying teaching you this lesson that you don't know you're getting but you get out of there and you're like hmm you know i think it's at the end of it it's like every other founding father's story gets told Mm -hmm. except for hamilton you know what i mean because gun done got what don't get got. Don't get got. I mean, Don't get got. And he was not liked. I mean, that's right. kind of part. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't they, liked. Like, let's just bury that story right there. Um, I think it's just kind of piggybacking off of what Luke said. It is so different. You know, they, we have like fun musicals, like like the Book of Mormon or Avenue Q. They're fun, but they're still Broadway. You have this. It's fun, and it's so different. And it's so fast paced and energetic, and it kind of just immerses you just right into the middle of it. Like you just kind of feel like you're a part of this for three hours and. Like, I've seen other shows, and you're like, okay, feel, I'm really feeling it at about hour two. Like, I'm ready to get out of here. But this one, it, you know, I just didn't ever look away mm-hmm. for even a second. So I just think that it's so fun and so different than what we've seen previously yeah. that people are really just latching onto it. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with everything that's been said. I think, like I was talking about, the first 15 songs, you can make that a hip-hop album, and I think mm. it would be, like, the number one hip-hop album in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, that's how good the music is. It's, it transcends your typical Broadway culture. Um, I do think a lot of it comes down to the the story 
um, like Adam was saying, that well, on one hand, it's so different and out there, right? But on the other hand, it's kind of our traditional hero underdog story where you have someone that is you know, from the slums, essentially, that pulls themselves up by their bootstraps and makes a name for themselves and is maybe a little bit arrogant, is maybe a little bit of a dick, but at the same time, you appreciate everything that they do because you can recognize their brilliance. So I think the story, the music... I think a lot of times what is difficult for I think you you brought up a good point in that you know there are Book of Mormons one of my favorites mm-hmm. right um Avenue Q that's a great another great musical but those are those are both like inconsequential when you get right down to it mm-hmm. right like you yeah. don't need those stories to be told and what's difficult for a musical is because they're so whimsical literally there are people singing and dancing and doing jazz hands like it's very difficult to become have an earnest musical without it being like really heavy and weighing it down that's just hard to do like i think of les miserables and like that's i love it it's a great show Mm -hmm. but it's like oh my gosh she's still singing about that time that that guy you know it's just like it just weighs you down so much so for this to both have that that nature of the story that it's funny but it also has something to say and you feel like it has to be said whereas so many other great musicals you're like that doesn't it doesn't have to be out into the world and this feels like if it wasn't out in the world things would be way worse and so that Mm -hmm. being able to combine the great music the hip-hop nature the multicultural cast with a story that truly feels in like necessary i think is what is able to make it transcend our culture in general. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. I think that it's because it's told in a mix of a contemporary. If we're, if we're talking about the live show, it's told in a contemporary and traditional broad like Broadway way. There's a very nice balance between those two that I think works really well, and I think that's because if you think about telling the story of Alexander Hamilton in a style of hip hop, you're like, I don't know if that's going to work. But then when you listen to it, it does work. There's no way so, it should work, Derek. So, so I, I, <laughs> Let's I just think, be honest. There's no way that if you pitch that, it should work. Okay. It's but the not fact that possible. it does work, I think makes it so who's, appealing. Who's the, uh, I can't, I'm slipping. Who's the guy who plays Lafayette and, um, Debbie Diggs. Yeah. He was, he said, in it like when he first was approached by, cause they're all friends and they were doing stuff. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's a hip hop about Alexander Hamilton. He was like, oh, that's gonna be terrible. <laughs> He's like, that's a terrible idea. And here we are. Today. Here we are. But it's funny too. I just something that popped in my mind too is that when we talk about it being so different, the one thing I would say in terms of n- niceness to musicals is that we actually have had like low key hip hop mm-hmm. and rapping nature in our musicals throughout time now it has not been done like this but luke mentioned i think next week that his favorite he grew up watching the music man right that you yeah. love the music man mm-hmm. the music man is essentially a main character that doesn't really sing that really right. raps quote unquote right most Where can people hear that luke was a fan of the music man uh, on the Derek diamond experience next week uh with the unicorn wranglers <laughs> so that was this week oh yeah sorry that was during this episode no, was no, it was next week next week um, oh, so like that i mean i we did we did footloose and at my high school and footloose has like a, a scene where there's like a rapping moment mm-hmm. in it as well like it's actually the way that he just spun the the great white way of broadway mm-hmm. and made it to something that makes sense today without actually changing it that's why you see like 70 year olds that go and they're not like i don't like this this doesn't make sense to me and they love it because it is actually calling back a lot of what broadway already does super well so last question i'll ask before we get out of here would hamilton work as a movie and if so how would you do it all right so i'm gonna already say that while i was watching this in new york I was already plotting where I would put the cameras and how I would shoot it as a live, as a live, like as a live show. And I think you can make it work, but I just think there's so much going on that it would be like, I don't know how you would make it a movie movie. Uh, Yeah. My, my thing about it is kind of, 
the the grittiness the randomness of the the potential things that could possibly happen during the show like there's a reason why i'm not a big glee fan and it's because it sounds like it's in a quarantine area you you know Mm -hmm. like you don't like i don't connect to that because it's it's perfect and that's what bothers me about it you know, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess like it's, that's... it's it's in a studio. They're lip syncing. They're doing all this stuff. And, and I don't and I think that's where musicals have the trouble translating to film is because it, it's like when you see a musical, it's not perfect. They, each character puts in their own flair. It's different from night to night to night to night. It's all the same stuff. But what they might do is different. And, and when you ingrain something like that in film. There is no changing it once it's done. That is the way it is. And you can... And just with with seeing that already be there, like, it's already there. We, we have it as a musical. We have it in the theater. People are seeing it. It's not like it's a brand new movie that just came out and no one's ever seen it and we're going to go see it and we're all going to experience it. It's it's already been experienced. So I don't know... I don't know how that's going to translate. Okay. Can I just say something real quick? I don't know either. I agree with you, but Les Miserables, right, came out in 2012, okay, had a budget of $61 million, it made $441 million U.S. sales. Now, okay, so ask me I if it's going to money. I was going to say, that, that's all I was going to say, I guarantee question. you that it would kill. It Let's pull up the, the Rotten Tomatoes and see. Fair enough. And like, I, I think that. And that's my thing is, will it capture the essence of what <laughs> the musical or the play is? I don't think it's going to be able to come anywhere near. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, it's going to make a shit ton of money. Yes. <laughs> make a lot like, of money. It's the There's Star no Wars effect. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Han Solo was not a great film. And I'm even going to say that, like, I wouldn't even say an actual movie movie, but there's been all this talk, or not talk necessarily now, but, you know, Fox did uh, Grease live, mm-hmm. and they did the, the Christmas story live, and then they did... Uh, NBC did Hairspray Live. I'm even talking like, would a network pick it up and do it as like a live music? I don't event? think that would happen anytime soon because it doesn't make it. It doesn't, well, it doesn't make, make any sense, sense now. But from, I, I yeah, see the that production happening more than I would a musical, and that would capture mm-hmm. more of your live mm-hmm. grittiness and all that without, you know, the studio and all that. Making it a straight it up movie. Yeah, right, I just yeah. I don't want it to be studioized. No, like, I, I do not want to. Make I know it you don't, it. but no. at the same time, I I think that the story is good enough that it would work. And if you do it, it would work. If it you had the people behind it, it would turn out. good. It would work, and I think not. It would not be the same, right? It it would no. be it would be like your favorite book versus the book that got made into the movie, right? They're not the same, but I think that you would find. I still think as a moviegoer, if they did it correctly, right, I still think you'd find enjoyment out of it, right? Like Harry Potter is like my favorite book series ever. The books are so incredibly more detailed detailed and vivid (laughs) and perfect, right, than the movies. But I don't hate that the movies are out there. I think that it was cool to see it like that. Now, it's not the same where you're going from a text to a visual. This is a visual. It's already a visual, and it's mm-hmm. already a perfect visual. But I still think – I don't think anyone would be like, man, I'm I'm pissy that that got made into a movie. No, no, and I don't think it is. I just don't think it would be able to capture what it's captured now. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's my thing. I don't know if, if doing it in film it will do it any justice. It will just be a – you don't want to. You don't want to see like a great be a big good blood movie. spurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah like yeah. just doing Yorktown and people's limbs are falling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's now, yeah. Now wait a minute. Now that might actually be kind of cool. <laughs> I'd watch Bruce it then. Wilson there. No. But you're talking about a musical that relies so heavily on its ensemble to play those parts. Right. Well, when that doesn't translate to film, you can't have somebody being a bullet. Yeah. It makes sense on a stage. In a movie. It doesn't. Well, and that's my question. Like, is it a movie? Would it be like a movie movie? Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like a Saving Private Ryan? Like, <laughs> right. is and that like, what we're dealing with? Or like are we, are we literally just singing. saying we're going to take the Broadway show and just shoot it with shoot cameras? It with I think that's the way you do that's, it. Yeah. I think that's, that's how I you do. have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shameless uh, plug. If somebody's going to shoot that, 
Uh, I'm a camera operator. Yeah, yeah. Would love to work. <laughs> and on I know it. that's okay. not how they're going. No, I think that like I do think movie. it has the ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I said, like they've done this and they've done it with other song uh, songs or like they call them like operatic shows because they're musical the whole time, right? They've done it with Rent. They've done it with Les Mis. I think they could do it. I agree. Well, There's no I'm, way to capture I'm it. I'm looking but. forward to seeing Wicked, right? That that one's that is such a lie. movie, right? What's a lie? That Adam's looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> no, no. I'm looking forward to see the difference between when is the that coming film out? Film version, uh, 2019. Because December. that that I have seen the film. I have seen the the real like the live performance right. that in London, and so seeing that versus seeing how it like Les Mis, I watched like. 15 minutes of lame and was like, what am I watching? Because yeah. I never saw it And you might before. have people that have never seen it before that maybe see it through a movie first if they're not, if they're not mm-hmm. like fans of Broadway music, right. then they probably won't get it. Yeah. If you've seen it yeah. before, you might, if you haven't seen it before, but you like musicals, but maybe you don't have the means to go see a show that costs like $300 to go see it, I think that you would probably like it and that way i wouldn't mind it being out lotteries yeah right (laughs) yeah i think it could work as a movie but like you said it wouldn't capture it wouldn't be the same now it could still be good but it just wouldn't capture that that same charm that the that the musical has well is there any other hamilton comments you guys want to throw out there before we call this a show I love the show and would love to go see it again. Now accepting donations to see it next weekend in Chicago. So if anybody would like to contribute, it will be my birthday weekend. Okay. Do you guys ever think there will be another original cast? Yes. And if so, when? Because I would like to go to that. <laughs> Give it a two years. I would, I would like to save up some money. I'd that. also like um, a better notice than I had this last time. Same. Listen, Instead of two, calling me two days four days was, before Two days show. notice was plenty. Yeah, yeah. I would I, also I, like better notice, so lucky. I'm not on the other side of the country. I if I I I, I will take that up with the Hamilton scheduling tour people. <laughs> I mean, I got really lucky. My manager's like, "Hey, yeah, sure, you can have Saturday off. I don't care." Shout like, out Whoop. to Jake's Walmart manager. Yeah, <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Lance. If you're listening, you're Lance, the real MVP on this the real one. Real MVP. Well, that's all I've got. So, Derek, thanks. thank you for yeah, uh, having thanks us. For, Coming on the show. Back to back. Thanks. My thanks again to Adam, Luke, Anna, Jake, and Joey for taking the time to have that really fun discussion about Hamilton. If you haven't listened to it yet, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, really anywhere you can get music. It's well worth it. It's a great musical. And if you get the chance to see it live, whether it be on Broadway or the traveling tour, definitely worth it. Really fun show. Great production. Great music. Great acting. It's all around a really, really good show. And before we get to the big reveal here at the end of the show, if you want to follow the podcast on social media, just go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. If you want to check out past episodes of the show, go to iTunes, Spotify, all podcasting platforms, and just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And coming up on next week's show will be the return of my very first guest I ever had on this podcast from all the way back in March of 2014, the Unicorn Wranglers. They haven't been on the show as a band in almost two years. So it'll be Adam and Ian Waldron, Luke Thompson, Joey Trincali, and the professor himself making his podcasting debut, Mr. John Waldron, talking about uh, how the band has been since Luke and Joey joined, the process of recording their new album, Greetings from the Space Fan, which will be out on July 27th. And on that album is their new single, which you'll be hearing right now, attractive apparel so enjoy the song and we'll see you guys back here on the podcast next week with the unicorn wranglers
just deep inside through the tide you don't think it's crazy that you love this trip and the whip is an highway 80 so we hit the switch we a niche leading to a lady down the road down the road 